Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of all marketing school certification. Hello and welcome to Make an Impact Show, a podcast run by Creative Impact Co. Our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing, and share their stories via outstanding content. Hello team and welcome back to the Make an Impact Show. I am very excited to be back with you. My name is Fab and as always, I am your host. Shocking, I know. I hope you're doing incredibly well. I am doing really good and I'm even more excited because I'm going to go for an Inception episode. An Inception episode is basically an episode where we talk about what we are doing, which is podcasting in this case. And you might want to know as well that if you want to hear more about podcasting, we just launched a brand new challenge in The Collective that is all about how to make the most of your podcast and how to launch a podcast effectively. So if this is your jam, I would recommend go to creativeimpact.group slash collective if you're not a member and check out when the membership is open. The membership is open at a very specific time of the year. Or if you're already a member, then go join in, go to the resources and check out the brand new challenge with full of interviews and also workshops to help you grow your podcast. However, today we are talking about podcasts, as I said. So we are talking to David Perez about creating audiences for creative businesses when it comes to using shows that your audience will love and making the most of podcasting, including tools, misconceptions, and much more. In case you don't know, David is a podcast producer and the host of Audience Coach Podcast, a show that helps coaches and entrepreneurs in the health and wellness industry create audiences for the business. He also works with coaches that they can spread their messages of improvement, positivity, and growth through podcasting. So if you want to launch a podcast, if you already have a podcast, and seriously, who doesn't these days, this episode is for you. Once again, let us know what you think. Let us know if there's any other topics that you want us to cover to help you grow your brand online and make a bigger impact. And if you share the love, why not giving us a review? As always on iTunes, it makes me happy and it makes my heart sing. Without further ado, let's kick it off with today's guest, David. Hello, David. How are you doing today? 
Hello, Fab. I'm really glad to be here today. Thank you very much for having for having me on the show. My pleasure. I'm very excited to have you chatting to us about all good things. Uh, there's a bit of strategy. There's a bit of marketing that I have in my head, and they're my favorite topics, and they are yours as well. So I think mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a good one. But you know, before that, before we get down to business, you know. People may be listening to this in the morning, they're easing into us, so we also ease into the conversation ourselves. I think it's only fair to set the ground that way. You all right for that? I am indeed, yes. Excellent. So I've got three questions, and these questions are super easy, and we're going to go a bit, we're going to go back now. Imagine memory lane. So we're going back into this like kind of like sort of past, and the question that I have for you is, what is the first job that you had, David? And what did you learn from it? So memory lane time. Memory lane time at uh, the first job I had. Well, uh, my, my background is not in podcasting, although I'm a podcast producer at the moment. My background is in education. I, I started to be a teacher and I was a teacher for eight and a half years. Uh, then I paused for like four years and then I call, got a call to be a teacher again. So I'm going to be teaching a few classes, but still going to continue with this. So to go back to that, uh, my first job was uh, as a teacher at an institute. And, and I think the most valuable thing I learned there, Fab, is humanizing people. And, and like when I was a student like at university, you get all the technical side and all the theoretical side of how to teach, how to approach the topics, like how to you, you structure a curriculum and all this stuff. But when, when I got to the job, the first thing I learned is people are going to come here and they're going to be stressed. And some of them are going to have like family issues and some of them are going to have problems. And some of them, which actually happens very often, a lot of my students will just come up to me after class and tell me their problems or their life situations out of the blue just because. So uh, it was like integrating that into into what I already knew, which was just a theoretical side, is the human side. And I think that's that's been a very valuable, very, very valuable uh, learning. And, and I learned to manage not groups of students, but groups of people and, and all the things that go around that. So, for example, I've had students not come to final exams because uh, people had an accident or maybe they, a relative passed away. So we will need to work around that. So in a nutshell, uh, be, being human, like treating people like like human beings. Sometimes we forget about that. We focus on the numbers. We focus on the transaction. We focus on the result. But there are a lot of things going on behind that. That that maybe the, that the phase we are having an interaction with. And I think that's so important. And I love that you mentioned that because then if you translate it into obviously what you do right now, but in general, the online mm-hmm. world, if we go even wider, sometimes it's hard to remember that. And even I yeah. make that mistake because also we need to appreciate that, as you said, like people are going through things that we don't see and we are also going through things. So yeah. communication, I find um, as a very different type of teacher, but I'm a teacher myself, even if I do mainly mainly online and mainly for like professionals. So different people you're talking to, but when you have a screen between you and these people, I think it's Mm -hmm. even harder. It it even like removes a bit of that, like gut feeling, that kind of connection, the little things that you might see when you have somebody in front of you. And I don't know if that, if that has been the case with you, obviously you said you might kind of jump back a bit into it. What, how are you feeling 
do you feel actually that's going to slightly change the relationship they're going to have with your students by having to potentially be a bit more hybrid in the way that you teach? Because again, I'm assuming that some of the stuff that has happened through the pandemic might also have implemented the way that now we teach and we interact with people, mm -hmm. even in education. Yeah, well, I, th I think there hasn't been much of a change in terms of interaction because maybe as a business owner, in, in your case, you are a coach and in, in, a, in a business coach. Uh, it's all, I mean, it's always teaching and it's always interacting with people. So the fact that you are interacting through a screen, in my case, hasn't taken away that that human aspect in that human uh, situation. I think it, it, it has actually made it more evident because I think we have, like many of us, have been locked down. So we know what working from home feels like. We know what maybe being alone feels like for a few days. In like I, I live by myself, for example. So that's helped a lot. That's helped a lot. And in my case, for example, taking it a little bit away for, uh, from from the education context, educational context, I've had clients tell to, uh, tell me they need to pause because their children are now at home because the school is closed or because it's summer vacation. I am a dad myself. I know what it's like when your kid has to be home all day. So yeah, like like that part has not changed, even though now interactions are being held mainly through screens. I love that. And again, as you say, it's just because of the fact that some things have shifted anyway, we're made more aware of some things maybe we took for granted. So I appreciate mm -hmm. that as well. Now we're going, now we're pushing ourselves back forward to the last six months. So we did a massive jump from Emily Lane. We're back. Hello. Yes. So the second question is, what is the best investment, £100 or less, sorry, $100 or less, if it is a thing? If not, it can even be time, you know, or it can be something that you did for yourself that you have made in the last six months. So if it's a thing, $100 or less, but anything mm -hmm. else, obviously, is fine. Okay, in the last six months, oh, I do have, I, I'm taking a photography class. That's helped me a lot in so many ways. One of them, because it's helped me explore my creativity. It's been so fun. But also, in, like going back to what I, I was talking about, like uh, the lockdown situation, it's helped me a lot in terms of my mental health. Because you get to interact with people finally after such a long period of time of being isolated. You get to interact with people. Uh, you get to learn from people and, and you get to learn uh, interact with them in an in interactive way. So that's been one thing. And probably the other thing has been therapy. That is always, always, I always recommend. Of course, it's been a way long, like way more than a hundred dollars or a hundred pounds because it's a long process. But each session is, I mean, it's something you can totally afford and it's totally worth it. I love that. I love the combination of both as well. And like, it's almost mm -hmm. like I have myself rekindled with kind of picking up some hobbies. And I was like, oh, actually, this is this is nice. Actually, doing something just for fun and. And I remember in that and going back to that, as you say, almost like we started craving it. So that's excellent. Mm -hmm. And I love photography myself. So I cannot wait to see all of the results and outcomes from it. Last fire question. Yep. <clears throat> this is the most fiery one. It's hot. A trivia category, David, that you'd be really good at and why? Say again, sorry. Yeah. Trivia category. So it can be any trivia category. It can be something like sports, entertainment, movies. You can make up your own if you want. I'm totally here for it. Okay. Trivia category. Uh, there are probably two. One of them could be Dragon Ball. <laughs> if there ever was a trivia for Dragon Ball. So that will be one. And the other could be like podcasting gear. I am a gearhead. I know a lot about microphones and I have 
spent slash waited countless hours uh like watching microphone reviews on youtube and that kind of thing so probably that if you ask me like okay what kind of setup you need for you need for this or what kind of setup like you can show me a photo of somebody with a microphone and i will know what microphone it is and what gear they're using so maybe those two areas I'm loving that. I mean, if we could find a way to combine them together, that would be even better. I don't know how we would do that because Dragon Ball and podcasting gear doesn't sound like they belong together, but I'm here for that as well. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to find a combination. <laughs> so actually, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick you up with the, on the second one because with Dragon Ball, I'm not sure if all the listeners are ready to hear me geek out on that because I was a big fan too. So yes. with yes. Yes, I'm Italian, so it was a, it was a big it was a big one for us. It was a big cartoon for us as well. So we're not going to go down that lane, guys. Don't worry. Not not um, today, at least. Not today. That could be a great bonus episode. Uh, but I wanted to ask you the the other trivia category a bit more because I find that you know a lot of people now are getting into podcasting, and obviously I'm talking from my perspective. A lot of the people that I follow, a lot of my friends, and I've been doing a few podcasts. The first one was six years ago, so. I've done a few and now I'm just stuck with two. But also I realized that a lot of people are jumping into it. And some of the conversations that I had with some podcasters before was how things have changed when it comes to, you know, still being able to sometimes be a bit more raw or being a bit more like home studio. But the quality of this, the audio now has to change slightly. We're actually looking for that a bit more. We want to make sure that obviously what we're hearing, we can hear the difference. And I think that a lot of people might feel a bit overwhelmed. They're like, oh, I just saw I just talking to my phone and that was it. Mm-hmm. But there is a difference that you can make when you actually look at some of the right tools. And I wanted to ask you, if you could pick only three, I know the one of them is going to be a mic because, you know, I got that from you. But if you can see like three elements, you can choose anything. It can be the tools. It can be maybe a software that you think can be great for podcasters to invest in or to, you know, look up as the three key kind of toolbox elements, what would they be? Okay, so we are not going to mention microphones because like that, that that's a must, uh, I think. So besides microphone, three tools you will definitely need to use as a, as a, as a podcaster, for, if you're podcasting for your business particularly. The first one will be Zencaster. I think that's a great tool, which is used for recording episodes online. If you have a remote guest, you jump on Zencaster, you're going to have great quality audio, great quality video. A lot of people use Zoom because that's what they are more familiar with. But you're, you're going to feel the difference if you happen to try Zencaster. It's, it's way more comfortable in, in terms of like recording and editing afterwards. So that's one tool. The other one, uh, this is more... This one depends more on uh, what your preferences are, but task management system or a project management system. I use Asana myself. It's been great in uh, in terms of it helps me a lot to get things done and, or to transfer tasks or to reassign tasks or to schedule tasks. And nothing ever gets like missed along the way. So that's, that's another tool, Zencaster, Asana. And I think the third one, which we use a lot, is everything related to Google, the Google Suite thing, all right? Google Drive and Google Docs, those are some tools we use a, le- uh, we use a lot because it makes it a lot easier to share files or to modify, uh, modify documents, for example. And particularly, we do create a lot of content calendars on Google, on the Google Spreadsheet tool. So it's very easy just to share the information and to stay updated. Oh, can I add a bonus one? Slack, definitely. That way, yeah, Slack makes it a lot easier to interact between teams. Sometimes email helps, but Slack definitely makes 
things a lot faster and smoother when it comes to team communication. I love that. And like we use an iteration of pretty much most of them anyway. I definitely I use Asana myself. And as you say, like there are different types of project management systems. I think it's just about trying the ones and see which interface works best for you. One mm-hmm. thing I'll say from Asana, from my perspective, is that we have a couple of people that help us just with specific tasks, like kind of freelancers or like team members. And actually Asana helps a lot with that because it helps me actually creating a bit of separation for them. Whereas the core team can also discuss somewhere else. So that's mm-hmm. um, that's why I prefer it to some of the others. I find it is yes. almost easier. So I love that one. Now, going back a bit more to, I love this gesture. So thank you for those. And now going back a bit more to my observation about even more people cropping up with podcasts and trying their own podcasts and releasing new podcasts. You help, obviously, in different ways strategically, you know, helping wellness entrepreneurs and coaches to actually grow their brand. And podcasting is a big part of it as well. And I was wondering if you were to give me your, you know, your opinion and your reasoning why you think so many people right now are still launching a podcast, even when 2020 was probably one of the years where we had the most releases of different shows. Why do you think people are still going for it? Why do you think podcasts make such a difference and it's so attractive for people that want to grow their business, especially this year and beyond? Okay. The first thing is, Even though we see a lot of podcasts, people starting podcast shows and new podcasts every day, sometimes we get an illusion of an oversaturation because many of those shows do not make it past their 10th or 20th episode. A lot of a lot of them disappear, uh, which is something that commonly happens with like any other type of content people are creating. If you start a blog, a lot of I started dozens of blogs and they and they abandoned them like years ago. So um that is a reason not to feel overwhelmed or scary if you want to start a podcast. Actually, the 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 consistency you need to to succeed with a podcast uh, is not something many people have. So maybe probably out of every hundred podcasts out there, ninety nine will not be active in the next six months. That is a very common situation. The other thing is, in particularly now that we have had the need to be maybe uh, more more static in terms of staying home uh, is we crave we crave intimacy and human interaction and that's what podcasts provide very 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 easily listening to a podcast is not like just you observing what's going on or listening what's going on is you being part of the conversation. This is a very common situation. People who listen to podcasts tell me that they, when they sit down and they put their headphones on, they feel that they are one more person there in the conversation. Like maybe they're not actively speaking, but they are, they feel like they are there in the room. So this intimate and very personal connection of podcasts is what gives a, a, a big potential for, for coaches and for small business, business owners, because like you don't have that huge structure for creating a huge marketing campaign with millions of dollars worth of budget, but you can go and connect with those potential buyers, with that potential audience, and and and, and like build a um, a very deep connection with them. I think that that's what's going to be more, the most important for you as a business owner and as a coach. So even though there are so many new podcasts, and there are going to be a lot more, there is still a lot of room for growth. For example, I don't know if you know, like Spotify is spending a lot of money, like a lot. They are spending millions of dollars on acquiring shows, on promoting podcasting. 
So that means there is both an, uh, a need for that in terms of, of uh, listeners, but there is also a lot of opportunity in terms of business because the top leading companies in terms of audio production, in terms of audio uh, consumption, and in terms of, for example, of hardware creation are creating a lot of new products and services around podcasting. So even though it looks like it's saturated, I think it's just in the very few steps of growth. There is a lot more growth still to be seen on the podcasting field. I, I love that. And I, I can see that as well, because as um, as we've seen at the beginning of 2021, Clubhouse came out. And because mm -hmm. of the fact that it was a different way to connect, only for audio, people actually felt, oh, I don't have to put makeup on to be on a Zoom or I don't have to like close my children into another room and tell them not to get in. You know, there's a bit more flexibility that I can yeah. have. I can do this on a walk or I can do this in a, you know, in a, you know, in my bedroom. And I think people realize actually the power of just audio as a way to communicate as well yeah. more easily. And so I agree. And I see obviously Twitter spaces also has come out for people that do use Twitter. So you can see that audio has become like a very viable way of content. Whereas before we said, Mm -hmm. Written content is good, but video is better. And now I think like audio is becoming another standpoint and another thing that we use a lot and we kind of rely on, which I think is very important. Now, we, you said something that is very true, by the way, as well, which I want to reiterate because I think it's super important. So many podcasts start, which also if you can start it without having too much pressure and, you know, you started to see how it goes. And then a lot of them after 10 or 20 episodes, they slowly wade into the sunset and they're gone. So. If I were to ask you, based on your experience and experience with your clients, people that you've helped when it comes to podcasts, can you give me one, two, three, up to you, reasons why you would say that some of these podcasts don't see the light of day as long as they may be intended to? Okay. Main reasons why podcasts don't, don't, don't go beyond the 10th episode. I think the first and most important one is the short-term mindset. We want to create something and we want to go viral or we want to have like a thousand, uh, sorry, a hundred thousand downloads overnight. And that's simply not how it works. That's not how content works. That's not how content strategy works. Uh, it's, it's a long-term game. So. And it's very common to see, for example, uh, with, with social media now, you post something and then uh, that thing gets, I don't know, 5 million views or 10 million views and that person becomes famous. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the key thing. Thinking long-term, if you are thinking of the short-term, there is, there is no way to go here because we are not posting cat videos, which is the thing that goes viral, like the cat videos or, I love them by the way. But uh, we are creating content for a very particular group of people for a very particular niche, because if you're a business owner, you can only help uh, the best you can a particular uh, group of people that have like this set of needs and goals. So that's that's one thing you need to think long term. Things are not going to happen overnight, are not going to happen like in one, two months. No. So that's one thing. Uh, the second thing is probably people think of podcasting as something transactional. How many people are going to buy my product? How many people are going to buy my service? How many downloads am I going to get out of this? And that's it. So I always invite people to think of podcasting more uh, in terms of a relationship. Okay. So people writing you an email and telling you, thank you. Thank you. This, this episode you created changed my life or it helped me change my perspective on things 
or it inspired me to take action on, on this aspect of my life or business. This is way more valuable than just like getting a sale. I mean, of course, money is important, but building the relationship eventually will lead to the sale at one moment or the other. So don't focus just on the transactional, focus all, all, on the relationship side, okay? So if you, because like, if you don't see the transaction that results the numbers quickly, then you're going to be absolutely turned, turned down, turned off by, by the podcasting side and you're going to drop it off. It's not how it works. So, okay, long-term mindset, uh, focus on relationships. And okay, let me think of a third reason people don't succeed with podcasting. Uh, maybe they have the wrong references in terms of what success means. We usually have uh, these influencers as a reference. For example, I used to see, I used to watch Gary Vee um, and he posts like hundreds of pieces of content every single day. But first of all, he's been doing that for uh, almost 20 years. Like he's 20 years ahead of me. So there is no possible way I can com compare myself to him to, to where he's at right now because he's 20 years ahead. And the other thing is he spends hundreds of thousands of dollars on getting that, that content created. So do not compare yourself to people who are or who have thousands or millions of followers, maybe because one, uh, they are on a different area or on a different niche that is not the same as yours. So yours might be different, maybe smaller. And the other thing is they are way ahead on their chapters. They are way ahead on their journey. So there's no sense for, for, for us to compare or chapter one or chapter two with their chapter 50. I love that. And also like the, the, the example of Gary makes me smile because also he has a full team, a couple of teams also because then he has mm -hmm. an agency whose job is literally to cut up the content. And almost yep. it leads me to my second question, to my next question, sorry, which is actually about misconceptions because I'll tell you mine and maybe it's the same, but it goes back to what you just said. And one of the biggest misconceptions that people have when it comes to, to podcasts is that you just record, maybe edit, unless you have somebody that edits for you, and then you're done. You're gone. The podcast is out. The episode is out. And we have had, just for transparency on our side, we've had an editor, I'm uh, sorry, a producer since maybe January or February, bless him, is, is a legend. And he completely changed the way that I do things because he sets up most of the content for me, including obviously the podcast itself. And I'm probably saving about 30 hours a month because I have two shows, mm -hmm. so that doesn't help. But there's a misconception. And when people say, I want to start a podcast, I'm like, that's totally fine. Do you know what you need to do? I've got an idea of the different things that you want to build, create, or the tasks that you need to accomplish. And people are like, don't I just have to like press record and then mm -hmm. put it on Spotify? It's like, you now you have to be doing a bit more than that. Communication is key in all of these things. So that's my misconception because I hear it a lot. I don't know if you have any from yourself, especially, you know, doing so much and producing so many podcasts yourself. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes we, we think the product is the process and, and we think the product is everything there is to see, but you are just seeing something that came out after hours and hours or even weeks or months of work. So, for example, when it comes to creating a podcast, you need to think, first of all, of your audience. You need to design the audience, not not just in terms of uh, numbers, because sometimes we think, oh, the audience is the age and like the demographics. It's not just that, but also understanding the, understanding their, their needs and their goals. So it comes like uh, understanding your audience 
And then in, on the technical side, you need to research. You need to do a lot of research in order to, to create good content. You need to plan out in advance, probably weeks or months of, of uh, episode ideas. You need to do that very well. Uh, you need to take into account all the recording conditions. I mean, there are so many things that come. Oh, and of course, the strategy, because like just getting the, the show recorded, the episode recorded, and you put it out there, that doesn't mean people are going to listen to it. You also need to do a very strong work of promoting each and every single episode. That's going to be super important. Promotion is also very important. And something also very important, Fab, is doing a lot of listening, uh, listening to your audience or like just scouting for, for people's interactions on social media and other uh, in other platforms. Because sometimes what we think people find valuable or important is not what they actually find valuable and important. So it's very, very, very crucial that you constantly do research, go on, on interviews, run surveys, check social media interactions to, uh, to source new ideas for, for your podcast episode. So it is a lot. Like you sitting down and getting the episode recorded is the easiest, fastest part of the whole process. There is a lot around it. And as you mentioned, it can take dozens of, of hours a week. Like it can take you 10, 20 hours a week. So you need to be very good at systems here, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure that it's something that uh, you will be covered or like may have covered in a, in a different episode. Your business needs to be built around systems and podcasting is something that needs to be also built around systems. Well, because from what you're saying as well, I think people are starting to, hopefully the listeners are starting to realize if you don't have a podcast already that it is a big part of the marketing plan if you want to run with it. Mm -hmm. And I love that you mentioned the market research and the understanding of what your audience wants, which obviously can inform any piece of content you want to create. But mm -hmm. I think we take that for granted. I want to see if you also had an example or bring one of ours because I found it was really interesting. So we learned that actually people really enjoyed solo episodes with me and Amy was my colleague. We just chat about things we learned in the business or mm -hmm. how we do like a system. People love that. So talking about how we run things and people really enjoy those a bit shorter and kind of to the point. And we're like, well, why are we not doing more of that? But because we saw, we did actually from the data to see like how many people downloaded and listened to the full episode. And I was like, wait a second, there's something there. And it allowed us to actually give them you know the the listeners what they wanted without them really having to say it. and all i had to do was just going back to the data mm -hmm. and be like what are you telling me right now so that was an example from me i don't know if you have any examples either from from your podcast or from your clients of examples of actually listening to the audience in whichever way and maybe editing or trying something new for 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 any of the shows obviously Yes, that's, we ran a survey for a show recently. It, it, it's a show on wellness. And like we had a preconceived list or we had a preset list of potential topics that we could cover on the show. Then we ran the survey and we found out that many of our topics were indeed part of it. But we found out that there are there were way more important topics for the audience. So, uh, for example, we found out that family relationships was crucial. Like we had not included that in, on our list and it was like way more important for our audience that we had thought. So this is very important because you get to discover things you had no idea about that your audience needs. So, yeah, we, we have constantly been there. Or also when we do like social media scouting because we go on social media accounts and YouTube accounts that create content around stuff that uh, are related to our area and we get to discover a lot of gems there like things people uh, have the need 
to do, but they had no idea about. For example, in terms of podcasting, like I'm a podcast producer and have a podcast around like creating podcasts. One thing we have found is there is a big one of the with the biggest barriers for entry is the tech. People are scared of the tech. They have no idea. That's why they don't start a podcast. And the other thing is people are afraid of other people not listening to them. Like, oh, what if other people don't want to listen to my message? So like those have been the, the biggest barriers. And through the research, you get to discover that like you find patterns and you can then create content or, or provide a service or a product that serves that need. Love that. Yeah, I'm a big, big fan of market research. So I love every possible way that you can do that. And thank you for sharing an example yourself. I think it always helps to kind of show us different ways we do that. Now, I actually have my last question for you, the last mm -hmm. official question. So first of all, thank you so much for giving us a bit of an introductory element. And I think you also kind of demystified some of the big changes that are happening that people are getting excited about finding this as a strategic way to create content. But you know, some people might feel overwhelmed and maybe why should I even do it? And I think you reminded us of the power of that human connection and the relationship building, which is so important. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Secondly, hardest question of them all is obviously last because that's how things are fun. So we're ready for it? Yes, go ahead. No, it is like what? No. Okay. So if you could have brunch, brunch with anyone dead or alive, who would this one person be and why? Oh my God. Okay. That question just made me hungry, but let me think about that. If I could have brunch with anyone dead or alive, who could that be? There, there is a content creator. His name is Patrick Bet David. He's a businessman. He runs a YouTube channel called Valuetainment, where he teaches like a lot of really, 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 really valuable business stuff, like in, in mindset stuff. So uh, it will probably be him. I think he's been a mentor. Uh, I've been following his content for a long time. And, and I'm sure there will be like so many great questions I could ask him and so many things I will learn from him just in, I don't know, an hour of conversation. I'm loving that. And we're going to make sure that we put the link for his content as well in the show notes afterwards, just in case anybody else wants to brunch with him uh, uh, off, off, your, off your little tip. Again, David, thank you so, so much for taking the time. Now, if we want to direct people to a couple of places where they can learn a bit more about how you support your clients, help people, but also obviously listen to your own shows, where should people go? Okay, so first of all, whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts, either it's Spotify or iTunes or anything else, go find the Audience Coach podcast. We publish new episodes every Tuesday around how to create podcasts and how to create content for your business. And on the other side, if you want to start a podcast or already have one and want to make it like sound better, you can find some free and paid resources at audiencecoach.com slash resources. There you have a lot of like great stuff to, to download or to access. And finally, if you have any questions or like if you're fiddling with the idea of, of starting a podcast show or if you already have a podcast show and need help with it, just drop a line at david at audiencecoach.com. Thank you so much again for being with us. Hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Okay. Thank you very much. It's been really fun, Fab. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode. If you loved it, please take some time to give us five stars on iTunes. And make sure that you let us know your ha-has and takeaways on Instagram at creativeimpactco. Also, you can find out more about us on our website at creativeimpact.group.